I wouldn't say I'm a one-man band in such because I've dealt I've dealt a lot with um, the managers from all the different clubs and bars with without um, without which the weekend wouldn't go ahead. Hi guys, we're back for episode two. Thank you so much to everyone who has taken time to message and give us some reviews. The feedback is just absolutely amazing to see. But don't worry, if you missed the episode with Ant, aka Keeping Cows Moving, you can still listen now on all the usual platforms. Well, Becca, let's just kick this off with our question of the week, which is where we hear from our listeners. So this week, we have got Ed Lovett, who has sent in a really interesting question. Are you ready for this one? Yep, let's go for it. Would you rather have tickets to the Rugby World Cup or the Football World Cup finals? Well, for me, this is an easy, easy question. It's rugby straight away. I have to say, I don't follow football at all. I mean, I know what the offside rule means, um, which might be surprising, but rugby all the way for me. You know, I learned the offside rule with shoes. What do you mean? Shopping for shoes. There's this whole kind of thing where if you're in the shopping line, and you go with your pair of shoes past it before you pay. That's kind of like the offside rule. And that's how I learned it. Not going to lie, you haven't given that the best explanation ever, Lizzie. But we'll go with it. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. You can, I'm sure it's on Google. <laughs> okay, yeah. Rugby, football. I am a rugby league girl. So I follow Cast Tigers. Shout out to the jungle. But I think if I was going to see... Oh, gosh. A World Cup final. I'm going to assume that we're talking about rugby union. So in that case, I would go with football. Because I do like a bit of football. There you go. Well, let's get back to farming. Lizzie, what have you been up to this week? Well, it's been a busy one. And to be honest, I think there's been quite a lot of noise on social media this week. I'm not sure if you've seen Becca, but the likes of Gareth Wynne-Jones has been posting a lot about death threats that he's been getting from activists it has been picked up by the likes of the daily mail etc so it's been quite a big topic of discussion i think it's such a shame that with all the talk there is about how best to kind of conduct yourself on social media um how we should be as balanced as we can that death threats are still something which are happening and you know happening to a really prominent person in farming who's doing his best to try and get the message out there. And I hope that people who are showing their life on social media just keep going with it. Death threats are not something that we should have to deal with. But actually, hopefully, things like Becca and Lizzie and the podcast and the social media platforms that we're using are really helping the public learn about farming and understand what goes into food production. Hopefully, in turn, we'll be reducing these sort of comments on social media. Talking about bridging the gap, Bex, I had an interesting thought the other day, and I I just want to talk it out. Go for it. So, I was thinking about vegetarianism, and I completely understand people's opinions, people's mindset. I think everybody is allowed to have a choice. But it did get me thinking, if everybody was vegetarian... Could we keep cats and dogs as pets? Because surely we'd still need to farm to produce 
the food. Is that true? I'm a bit confused about cats and dogs. Because they need to eat they need to eat meat. That's a really good question. So if if, if everybody was vegetarian, then surely we couldn't keep a, a dog, for instance, because farming produces dog food. And that pro- farming produces the meat which dogs and cats eat. If there's no farming producing meat, what do we feed our, our pet dogs and our pet cats? That's very interesting. And do you know what? I just hope we never get that far down the line. Um, but it is kind of a, a common thing that said if something, if there's no reason for something to be to be bred, then it will go extinct. And actually, the only reason that we have farm animals is because we have continued to breed them as they've been utilised for food. So interesting point. Yep, that was my thought of the week. <laughs> Guys, can you imagine? I have to put up with these thoughts of the week, not just once a week, about every hour of every day. <laughs> she doesn't usually complain. <laughs> <laughs> what about you then, Bex? Actually, we went to um, speak at Bainton Young Farmers Club earlier this week. We talked all things Becker and Lizzie, the podcast, how we got into it, tips for social media. But I just thought it was an absolutely fantastic evening. Really, really good turnout. Questions from the members were absolutely fantastic. So many of them and just really, really engaged members who obviously had listened to what we said and were really inquiring about maybe how they can make a difference. Yeah, it was great. And the fact that we even got everybody in a video as well for social media, I mean, that was brilliant it was so the reception was just fantastic so with young farmers in mind Rebecca who is our guest this week Uh, that sounded very serious Rebecca Mm. (laughs) (laughs) well so young farmers in mind is actually young farmers DIY AGM next weekend if you have never heard of that don't have a clue what we're talking about Actually, like Lizzie at the start of this uh, this recording, listen on, you'll find out. But we thought the perfect guest for this time was Mr. DIY AGM himself, John Hausman. Let's find out how he's involved in the AGM. John how are you? Yeah I'm very good thank you how are you? Yeah really good thanks so Becca's kind of briefed me on this because if I'm honest I've never been part of Young Farmers I've seen some crazy things on social media and mainstream media so can you tell me a bit about what is AGM but more specifically what is DIY AGM because in my head it's something of bringing tools and building your own shed or something. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um well yeah the national agm originally for like years and years was obviously for them one to have a meeting and bring up issues and um select a council and stuff and then it obviously it became a, a massive social gathering as well and for thousands of young farmers and then obviously in 2018 it got cancelled um so i ended up setting up myself and then it's sort of gone from there really and now we aim to carry on the the social aspect of it um, for all the young farmers and try raise some money and get everybody together, really. So 
I guess when we talk about the reason it was cancelled, young farmers probably didn't show themselves in the best light. And I guess kind of what Lizzie was talking about in that it's often the bad news stories which make the headlines. And, and we can forget that there's actually so much good which young farmers do. Do you think that since you started the DIY AGM, and, and we'll go on to talk about it a bit more, but have you had any feedback on public perceptions? Um, are young farmers showing themselves in a good light? How, you know, what's the feedback you've had? On the whole, um, like I've been in contact quite a lot with Blackpool Police and they've been happy with the behaviour of young farmers. Um, Blackpool locals have, on the whole have seemed to be very happy about it. And other than a couple of Daily Mail articles, which are really just very clickbaity articles, we've had no, we've had no bad press at all, really. It's all gone pretty well. I think that's fantastic. Like, I think that's amazing. I didn't realise how many people you perhaps speak to in terms of the local community or um, the police, etc. So I think just even from a public perception, I think that's fantastic and really shining a light on the positive aspects of um, young farmers. Yeah, no, definitely. We no, we spend quite a lot of time um, speaking to lo- no- local news reporters like the Blackpool Gazette and stuff, and 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 um, the chief of police, a chap, um, as you all won't name, but yeah. Um, so to sort of try and work with them to make sure it goes as smoothly as possible. I think actually, John, it's a credit to you as well because it obviously was something organised by a whole organisation, and it, and it's no kind of kind of disrespect to them that it's not happening anymore in its previous form. But you're pretty much a one man band doing all of this, and I mean we're lucky to have have got you on in the run up to it because I know you're extremely busy. But yeah, it's a it's a massive credit to you for realising the value in this sense of community this gathering this um opportunity for socializing which um the weekend gives no just yeah i wouldn't tell them a one-man band and such because i've dealt i've dealt a lot with um the managers from all the different clubs and bars with without um without which the weekend wouldn't go ahead they put a serious amount of effort in from their end um getting the venues ready getting the bars ready um, for everybody to come and and then this year especially with us organising an uh, event in the Winter Garden ourselves um, the two people that I'm working with um, Sam and Alex they've, they've worked tremendously hard as well um, to get us where we are now Amazing, so on that positive note then do you have a favourite memory or a best memory of AGM? Oh god um, the most P, the most PG memories of AGM, um, <laughs> probably. I'm, I'm always I'm always keen on Saturday morning when you're a bit hungover from Friday night, sat on rooftop Weatherspoon's bar, Weatherspoon's rooftop bar with some pictures of uh, sex on the beach. I'm always fairly fond on that. I love a cocktail. Set you off for the day. I am. Um... I think there'll be lots of people who have a very similar PG memory because some of them aren't yeah. so PG. Um, See, I'm I'm really keen to hear the not so PG memory. I, I don't know. I don't know if the rest of the country is keen to hear it, Lizzie. No. To be honest. <laughs> um, one part of the weekend which is really important, and I know that you've placed emphasis on, is charity support. So how do you choose the charities and I guess what sort of money are you raising and, and what impact does this have on them as well? Um, well, in the, first, in the first year that I sort of organised it, 
um i pulled it out to everybody on facebook and um and i sort of wanted to go for uh, my my cho- my choice was to go for two charities uh, one that's more relevant to farmers and then one um gives something back to the local people of blackpool to try improve our image there as well so um I, I polled a few local charities and then a few um, charities that are more um, farmer orientators. So it was the National Air Ambulances and then the Blackpool RNLI were the um, the two chosen charities. And then we carried on using both those charities ever since. In the first year, I set up some Just Giving pages and we raised about eight grand, um, which was okay. And then a few we had a few years of COVID and stuff, so that sort of went on the back burner. And then with the help of Revs, giving some money from tickets and stuff, and then from some, then from the t-shirt sales as well that I sold, we managed to raise just over 16 grand last year for the charities. That was good. Wow. Which is, I think that's a fantastic amount of money to raise. And I think, as you say, it's really, really good to have the sense that, yes, you've got Air Ambulance, which is a charity which resonates with a lot of farmers and young farmers. But having the RNLI as well is something that people can in the local area can really see in practice. And yeah, I think it's good that it's hitting those. The charity support is hitting something which resonates both with young farmers and with the local community as well. Yeah, definitely. We also last year get, ended up giving some money away um, to the Mind Charity, trying to support um, farming's man- mental health after, especially after what happened last year. This year at the AGM, there's going to be um, FCN cards, so Farmers Community Network cards, supplied by a girl called Hannah Rees, and they're um, it's a, a 24-hour hotline for the we- for the whole weekend, giving support to anybody that needs it. I think that's fantastic, John. It's it, it seems like a, a small thing from outsiders to just have that to have that voice there, that that person to call. But um, Lizzie and I come across, unfortunately, a lot of instances of poor mental health across the whole agricultural community. And I guess probably Lizzie and I would like to echo that if anybody listening has any concerns, anything they want to chat over, there are a multitude of charities, both um, kind of farming related and and wider as well. If anybody wants to get in contact with them, um, yeah, there's a multitude out there for you to contact. I think it's fantastic, John, that you talk about that and you, you know, you welcome people to speak out about things that are maybe affecting them, affecting their mental well-being. And we hear it a lot that farmers in general have a lot of pressure, a lot of challenges. Do you think young farmers in particular are finding it tough at the moment? Yeah, I've said it before. It's um, a challenging industry to be in. There's a lot of hours and the money's not that great. And with everything, yeah, it's it's a challenging industry and it's quite often isolating and people don't often talk. So, yeah, I would say if if people are feeling like that, then the, the, at least the support is there if they want it. Absolutely. And I think from a lot of people's perspective, something like um, DIY AGM actually does provide a really, really good place for people to talk. Potentially, and I found this, potentially people you've met online and you finally had chance to meet them in person and people open up to each other quite a bit online and then to have that conversation in person I think can really really have an impact on mental health. Yeah no definitely it's, that's the whole aim of the DIY gem why it was carried on was predominantly just to get 
to keep the socialising going of all of young farmers throughout the community and get people out there and having a good time. So let's set the scene a little bit. I'm at an AGM. I'm a young farmer. I'm super excited. Who would be your not miss DJ set for the weekend? Um, well, if you've got a ticket to go to the Winter Gardens, then I would go to the Winter Gardens all three nights. But yeah, Tom Zanetti will be good. We've got loads of house DJs as well. Um, Danny T, Batman Scoob, all sorts of loads of different house DJs. And then there's also a lot of different stuff going on. Um, walkabout and Yates and Pop World throughout the day. It's, yeah, you can go anywhere really. It's going to be good. So you're painting a pretty good picture, good music, lots of people, fully stocked bars. If somebody is listening to this, they haven't been to um, AGM before and they're umming and ahhing at going, about going, obviously don't just go if you haven't got accommodation or anywhere to stay or anything like that, you know, make sure you look after yourself. But what would you say to them if they're umming and ahhing about going to AGM? Give you give a, give a few of your friends a message, find out if anybody else is going. And then there are still hotels and uh, Airbnbs and stuff available. And uh, there's still tickets to different events and, well, and bars that you can walk into for free. So, yeah, if you can organise it and get a few of you there, then definitely go. So the advice is get yourself there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Short and simple. You'll meet, you'll meet <laughs> lots of people and have a great time. Sounds fun. So we've got our music. We've got our people. The next question is, what's your drink of choice at AGM? Now, I'm asking both of you here. This is not just to John. John's going to answer first, then it's you, Bex. But what is your drink of choice? Uh, what my drink of choice? Um, it depends what time of day it is. Um, <laughs> Start. I'd start off in the rooftop bar, as alluded to before, um, with a with a sex on the beach, and then I'd probably um, move on later on to have a few uh, beers, and then probably <laughs> slightly later on have a few um, gin and lemonades. Nice. <laughs> I have to echo John that your choice of AGM drink depends on the time of day, and. I might get some hate for this, but I like to start off with a shandy because it's easy drinking. You're quite thirsty. Okay. Look at John's face. I don't know yeah. how I feel about that personally, but go on. I know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're really hungover, there's no shame in having a shandy. And I'm I'm old now. Okay. So that's what I need. And then I'm with John. Get onto the actual beers. And I'm going to say... Gin and tonic or vodka cranberry or vodka orange if if the fizziness or getting a bit much. I do like a vodka orange, to be fair. Yeah. There you go. Look, we've agreed on one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, one of our last bits, John, we like to do a bit of a challenge in our New Look series. And in this challenge, you have two minutes. We will be timing you to... Go and find an item which sums up AGM. Um, well, for you, hopefully, but I'm sure it might resonate with a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, you've got two minutes and we are having a bit of a leaderboard for this. So time is critical. Okay, I'm going to start the timer in five, four, three, two, one, go. <laughs> Job done. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I... 
I did think it was going to be this. What is this? An AGM t-shirt. Everybody that's ever, ever been to the AGM with a club or small friends or groups will have, a, will have bought themselves, wherever they've bought it from, will have bought themselves a polo with a, their name on the front, most likely, and then uh, some form of uh, crude slogan on the back. Non-PG caption. <laughs> and I think, actually... Again, we are joking a bit about a T-shirt, but it's quite recognisable. It'll have your club name on if you've come in a, as a club or um, if you've come as maybe, you know, like a, a group of people working in an ag business or something, maybe contractors or whatever. You're recognisable and it can be a talking point. You know, oh, you're from that club or, or the captions, an icebreaker. 100% good icebreaker. I've still got um, my, I've still got one I swapped with a Welsh chap Um from my first ever AGM in Torquay in 2017. This is this is the point our listeners start tagging us in their, their T-shirts. Oh, actually, I mean, love to see it. Yeah, we <laughs> could make a collage. <laughs> and probably get banned off Instagram in the process. <laughs> Another part of our new kind of format that we've got is we have been asking our guests to ask unseen questions to a next guest So our last guest, if uh, anybody was listening, will have known that it was Ant from Keeping Cows Moving. And he didn't know who was going to be on this episode. So he didn't know it was going to be you, John. And he asked the question of, if there was any job you could do in the agricultural industry, what would it be? Oh, um, if there's any job. Any job. To be honest, I do... um... I, at the moment, I'm not actually in agriculture. I'm in I'm in construction. So when I could do when I do come back, I'd, I used to quite like combine driving. I must admit. <laughs> I think that's a good answer. We'll take that. Yeah. Um. So John, obviously you've just been asked that question. It's now your turn to ask our next guest a question. Obviously, Lizzie and I know who it is. You don't. I mean, it could be something to do with farming. It could be something to do with your favourite food. It could be absolutely anything. Um, we'll go. We'll go deep. We'll go. Uh, we'll go deep. We'll go. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Oh, like that. That's well a great shout. That is a great That's- question. Yeah, really good. And actually, thinking of who our next guest is, I think that should work really well. So do I. Good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That's okay. That's great. That's all right. Yeah, we are all done now, John. So we just want to say, yeah, thank you again. And I hope you get your orders and T-shirts and everything all packaged up and, and out to everybody, ready for um, ready for AGM. And I hope you have a cracking AGM as well. Yeah, brilliant. I hope I'm sure I'll see you both there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, John. See you later, John. Well, as I mentioned at the start, if you didn't know what DIY AGM was, you'd know by the end of the episode. And Lizzie, are you any the wiser? I am. I've realised it doesn't mean that you bring a hammer and screwdriver to fix things. It is a very exciting event and who knows, maybe you'll see us there one day. (laughs) I think I once again just want to say thank you to John for being so open and honest about the event, the changes to the event and also something which we pick up on in so many of our episodes, the mental health side of being involved in agriculture. So thank you again, John. 
As always, if you'd like to stay in touch, please do check out our social media at Becca and Lizzie. Send us a message. We want to hear from you. If you have any opinions on anything we've talked about, send it across. Thanks again for listening.